You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is presented by the Varnum Military Museum, located just over the border in East Greenwich. Patrick and his staff have a fantastic museum. I must see a lot of information about Rhode Island residents, especially Warwick residents. Please, when you stop by, go on their Facebook page. Thank them for supporting our podcast. Our guest today is Colonel Ronald W. Barnes from the Patuxent Rangers, celebrating a lot that's happening within their ranks and around the state. He's going to give us a little information about what's happening. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Give us a little background on yourself before we talk about the organization. Sure. Uh, I was born a native Rhode Islander. I've lived here my whole life. All right. Um, born and bred. Uh, graduated from Cranston East. Go East. Um, and we'll allow that. Yeah. <laughs> so I got in the I got involved in the Rangers. I was marching in a parade in Cranston, and someone saw me playing drums in the in the high school band, and they they knew that um, you know I was a drummer, and they said, "Hey, we got this group you may want to join. We we wear red coats and we go out and do parades and stuff." And here I am, uh, thirty six years later, thirty seven years later as a member. Wow. So give us a little background of, of what Patuxent Rangers is. Uh, people could have an idea of it's a band, it's uh, the guys who dress up for Gatsby Days. Kind of tell us who they are. Sure. So the Rangers were chartered in 1774 specifically to protect the village of Patuxent. They didn't go off and fight in the Continental Line and all the big battles. Their uh, duty was the home guard to make sure Patuxent was safe. So to that length, they built a fort. Um, on it was called Long Neck at the time. It's now called Ford Avenue. Great name. Um, and they they manned that fort off and on over an amount of time during the Revolutionary War. Um, something happened later called the Door Rebellion. Don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, but during the Door Rebellion, the uh, Rangers remained loyal to the uh, Law and Order Party. So that's how we got our armory. Our armory was built for us in 1843, and we still meet there today. Uh, funny story, um, the Armory turned 100 and change years old a few years ago, and we had an anniversary celebration for it. There was a cornerstone that we had a record that there was a lead box put in it with some content similar to a time capsule. And we actually went in and, and found the corner, and it was empty. Oh. The, the box was gone, uh, but, but it had been there. So uh, but didn't, that didn't stop us from celebrating, so... Uh, we have our original home. Uh, we were there from 1843 when it was built to 1850. And then our armory became a Masonic Lodge. So Harmony Lodge Number no. 9 met there from 1850 to 1907. Wow. And then in 1907, it became a private residence. And someone lived in the armory until the mid-'80s. And the way the Rangers got the armory back, it's so Rhode Island. So 
The armory was up for sale, and there was the Rangers and another private party bidding on the armory. And the lawyer for the, uh, for the person selling it said, you guys got to sweeten the pot here. You know, what can we do? Well, one of our members was an undertaker. So he said, I will throw in a free funeral and take care of all the lady's final expenses. And sure enough, the lawyer went back, and that put the bid over the top, and that's how the <laughs> Rangers got their armory. Know a guy or know a guy in the afterlife. That's how it works. Wow. So, yeah, so you know, it's important to have a clubhouse or a place. Um, our armory is pretty well known in the neighborhood there. Uh, we take really good care of it. We've had a couple of historic preservation grants, so the whole outside of it was, was, uh, was redone. Um, there's a little bit of a museum in there, so we actually have some artifacts. We have this huge slate that hung on a building uh, that was in Providence, uh, where the Patriots met to burning of the Gatsby. It was the Sabin Tavern. They built a building on that site afterwards that was called the Gatsby Building. And when that was being torn down, somebody went and rescued this huge, I think it's four by eight feet, huge, you know, inch and three-quarter thick slate. And it sat in somebody's driveway for a long time. When that guy died, his family begged someone to come get it. Somebody else got it, and it literally was hanging in someone's front porch down in... Uh, near uh, in the end of the Patuxent River there. Oh, wow. Um, and somebody was remodeling their house, and the uh, carpenter said, you got to get this out of here. It's sagging the entire house. <laughs> so they called us, and we ended up doing a project, and we, we brought that to the armory. So we've got, we've got some nice things about the Rangers. There's not a lot about our early being. Uh, we have a sword that our original commander carried. We have a copy of our original charter. So we were chartered in 74, and... We found a copy of our charter, which is our birth certificate, that our company clerk made in 1777. And it was up for auction, and we actually went up to Boston and bid on it with the paddle and the whole thing, and we actually got it. So wow. that's on display in our armory also. And how would someone go about seeing these items in the museum? Best thing is to go to our website, www.patuxetrangers.com, okay. and there's a contact us, email us. Just give us an email. We're there every Wednesday night, so we have a business meeting. So if anyone ever wants to come by early on a Wednesday night, there's usually people there beginning 7, seven o'clock or so. Okay. And when you talked about the, they were started 1774 uh, as the home guard, but we're talking about New England here in Rhode Island. There, was, there were battles of Rhode Island. There was Being the home guard wasn't the guy who got to sit home and everybody else fought and you didn't have to worry. You had to worry back then. You did, and the, the, the Rangers were worried about British incursions up Narragansett Bay, right? So Patuxet at the time was a little bit of a wealthy port, so they figured, well, hey, the Brits could easily land here. Sure. Um, so they were nervous, and that was the main reason um, for having that home guard. Yes, so to tie in a little bit, um, the 250th Commission that started in Rhode Island, we'll get into that in a bit, but um, they're doing a big thing to realize all these things, Rhode Island, all these things, all peoples, all these things that made us what we are today. Um, so telling everybody's story. Um, and one of them, you mentioned the Battle of Rhode Island. Uh, there's a new commission, the Battle of Rhode Island and Fort Butts Hill Commission, uh, that is actually re bringing that fort and bringing uh, Fort Butts Hill back. And it's really amazing the work they've been doing so far. So there's a, a huge, as you mentioned, the huge celebration for the 250th anniversary coming up. Um, you guys are going to partake in part of that? So next year is our actual, uh, another funny story. So there were three units that were chartered on the same day. So October 29th, 1774, 
the Kentish Guards from East Greenwich were chartered, mm -hmm. the Patuxet Rangers were chartered, and the Gloucester Light Infantry was chartered. And the funny story we, we tell is the Kentish Guards are our senior by a ham sandwich. They broke for lunch. They voted the Kentish Guards in, broke for lunch, voted us in. So they're our senior by a ham sandwich, so to speak. <laughs> and how many members are in the group? We have approximately 50, 50, 55 members. Wow. Um, and their interests vary. So, you know, why would someone join the Rangers? Well, uh, some people like marching in parades. Some people join because they like colonial food and cooking over a fire. Some people like encamping, where we camp out in tents um, and live and recreate the life of a, of a, a soldier in the 1700s. Uh, some people, it's just history. Some people, it's family-oriented. Some people love music. There's a, there's a million different reasons why people may join the Rangers. And when you talk about marching the parades and the camping out, uh, one of the things that I know a lot of people traditionally ask, especially with the first time they've been to the Gatsby Day parades, is, well, how come the good guys are wearing red? The red coats were the bad guys. So this is a story uh, that we often tell and get asked many times. Sure. And I will tell you the real story not so much what was told over the years. So the guy that, let's circle back a little bit to the original Gatsby Days Parade, 1965, I think it was, they started the Gatsby Days Parade. And over the years, the Gatsby Days Committee used to invite fife and drum corps from other places. So finally, somebody said, well, why don't we have our own fife and drum corps? So in 1972, they raised a fife and drum corps that was the Patuxent Rangers Fife and Drum Corps. Well, a couple of years later, there was a guy named Bob Lynch, he was very, very well known in the Rhode Island, especially Cranston Historical Society, all things Cranston. Uh, later went on to own the Nathaniel Porter Inn in Warren. Uh, but he started the Rangers militia part of the group back up in 73, 74. And then I think it was 75, they joined together in the first time marched as the Patuxent Rangers Militia and Fife and Drum Corps. Nice. Um, so Bob Lynch was in charge of the military aspects of the bicentennial, right? So seven, 1976, uh, RI-76. So when he was starting the Rangers up again, he wanted two things. He wanted a uniform that looked striking coming down the street, and he wanted to be able to have people be able to play the British in case they didn't have enough because who wanted to be on the losing side in, in the bicentennial, right? That's why our uniform is red. There were units that did wear red in this area, there's no proof we ever had a red uniform like that. Okay. And I understand that there's something going on next year at Fort Adams? Yes. So next year, we're looking at hosting the National Fife and Drum Muster. Um, there'd be Fife and Drum Corps from potentially all over the world that would come to this. Uh, it would be in Fort Adams in August, and it really has the potential to be a really great event. If you love Fife and Drum music, if you love colonial uniforms, um, if you love things like that, uh, that will be the place to be. So if people are interested uh, from two perspectives, one, to see you guys in action, uh, where would they be seeing you this summer? Where won't you be seeing us? So obviously uh, May 5th is one of the first kickoff events for Gatsby Days. It's a Friday night. It's called uh, Museum for a Night. And the boathouse in Patuxent Village and the armory is open. And it's a chance for people to go between the two buildings um, and see what's in the building. We'll have people there in uniform, and Fife and Drum will be playing. Um, then we get into Memorial Day, where we do a lot of the parades. We do a West Greenwich parade for Memorial Day. Then we get to Gatsby Days, 4th of July. Um, so we're out there doing stuff. And if you come down to Gatsby, um, we have a colonial encampment set up, so you yep. can see what it looked like 
You can see how the how uh, soldiers were in tents. You can see what they ate. You know, the, the, the biggest question we get at a lot of these events, we'll have a chicken hanging over a fire and somebody will go, you're going to eat that? Well, yeah, that's, that's all we have. <laughs> and you can almost always, almost always guarantee a thunderstorm rain Friday night. I feel so bad for those guys. Absolutely. I, I feel not as bad for the piratey looking guys, as I call them, because they seem like they'd be okay camping out in the rain and sandals, but... The guys in the really nice uniforms that are probably $700 to clean, those are the, like you guys. Those are the guys I feel really bad for. Yeah, so the pirates, <laughs> they're, they're, their group is the Freemen of the Sea. They're all really yep. great guys and ladies. Um, they're really great. Yes, our uniforms are, are wool, and they cost $700 to make just the uniform itself. Um, but that's not a deterrent for people to join. Um, we have a number of uniforms that are you know, uh, turned over. Um, over years, um, we got a grant a few years ago to buy a whole bunch of new uniforms. So, uh, when someone's interested in joining, we make sure it's it's cost effective for them, right? What's it going to cost me? A lot of dues are twenty five bucks a year. Um, you got to buy some of your personal clothes, but um, yeah, we make it effective and easy to try to be a member. Okay. If people are interested in getting more information, whether it's to come visit you, whether it's to join, uh, get you know a calendar of what's happening. Um, what's the website? The website is www.patuxetrangers.com, and that's our yield colonial website. Okay. And on your website, we know one of the most important things is to share that information. So while you're sharing this podcast and subscribing, share that Patuxet Rangers website. So get the information out there so more and more people can see what's happening. Absolutely. Thank you very much for Colonel Ronald Barnes for stopping by and spending some time with our audience today and sharing insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick, and for those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit. Come visit the Patuxet Rangers on Wednesday nights early before their meetings. They'd be thrilled to have you come down. Drop them a note ahead of time. They'd love to give you a tour of all the artifacts that they have and see everything we and the Patuxet Rangers have to offer. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.